1: This episode is sponsored by OutlawPinball.com. OutlawPinball.com is a retro gaming and pinball apparel company based in Ohio that offers t-shirts, hoodies, hats, keychains, and more featuring retro gaming and pinball-inspired designs. Every purchase gets you entered into the OutlawPinball.com Pinball Machine Giveaway that happens every three months, and right now you can get the Mandalorian Pinball Machine. Get an entry for every dollar spent in the store, or become a VIP member to get store discounts and 30 bonus entries into the giveaway every month. The winner of the Mandalorian Pinball Machine will be randomly selected on June 14th, so go pick up some pinball and gaming-inspired apparel to get your name entered. Also, when you're at checkout, go down to the promo box and type in Canned10 for 10% off your purchase. That's C-A-N-N-E-D and the number 10. So go grab some apparel and get entered to win at OutlawPinball.com.
2: Whoa, dudes, Michelangelo here from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original one. Yeah, and you are listening to Candair Podcast. It happens to be a tribute to comics and pop culture like yours truly. Cowabunga!
1: and welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And returning to the show this week, uh, to talk about his Kickstarter running till April 3rd for Turkey Sharks 1 and 2. The CEO of Cutthroat Comics, writer Josh Nealis returns. Josh, thanks so much for being here, man.
3: Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: Had a great time last time and looking at having a great time this time Mm -hmm. around. Uh, That was a little, uh, (laughs) a lot of times in that sense. (laughs) I probably should have thought about what I was going to say there. But no, we've got a good episode for you in our retro roundtable. We're going to be talking about, you know, St. Patrick's Day is right on the horizon. And I think, I I haven't looked yet, but I think this is the last episode we're going to be doing beforehand, possibly. So we're going to be talking about St. Patty's Day and just Irish and pop culture. The Irish and pop culture.
4: That's why I introed like I did.
1: Yeah, not going through few. Put that together, yeah.
4: <laughs> Put that together. Listeners will be like, oh, this must be a St. Patrick's Day episode.
1: <laughs> so you kind of let yeah. him in before yeah. I even got there. <laughs> right. <laughs> So that'll be a lot of fun. Then we're going to turn our attention over to Josh and talk more about his Kickstarter for Turkey Sharks. But before we do any of that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at canned underscore air and at com. There's a few different ways you can support us. There's a merch tab right there where you can get t-shirts, mugs, and stickers. Or there's the Patreon tab where you can, for either $5, 10 a month, depending on how much extra content you want to get, get access to hours and hours of extra uh, shows, and just, uh, what's on there? The Kinder Patreon pod, uh, radio the theater. The Human Fly. The Human Fly, yeah. Uh, the Traumatic episode. Uh, the Comic Vault. The Comic Vault. All kinds of stuff on there, and it's just a catalog that keeps growing. And again, only 5 to $10 a month, depending on what you want access to. And uh, if you don't have the money to support us, you can support us just by leaving us a review on your podcast player of choice, people. It really does help doesn't just uh fluff our ego it it does help in getting us uh seen to a larger audience uh, randy what am i forgetting
5: check us out on evergreenpodcast.com uh you see all the other great uh, shows as well as us so yeah there it is
1: all right i think that's going to do it so let's kick it off with this week's retro roundtable yeah. guys the irish in pop culture who wants to kick us off jack so
4: one thing i would like to kind of see it'd be kind of cool if they did it here in ohio being that dublin ohio is like one of the big i, I just found out that i guess it, it, it's almost spot on to actual ireland if you go there in hmm? ireland it's it's pretty close they modeled
1: it right are after are you talking dublin, like ireland? downtown dublin like that, yeah. that like old little part of dublin yep. it's real fucking congested <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> it's a miserable to drive through yeah i guess it, it's supposed to mirror it pretty well i've heard hmm. in chicago they dump thousands and thousands of gallon of green dye in the, the in
2: the,
4: the river, river there yeah and turn it green i would love to see that not just pictures but actually see it see fish coming belly up <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs>
5: in dublin ohio with all the uh conscious minded uh karens out there yeah i'm sure that'll go over well
1: no i hate going through dublin ohio and i'm sorry dublin it's a beautiful town but jesus there's just so many um uh, uh, like you can drive by the starbucks for example and just see like five girls at any different uh occasion like taking selfies of themselves with their yeah. starbucks <laughs> cups for instagram it's just like oh yeah oh, <laughs> but
3: don't I they think, have the I think uh, my the, sister uh i think yeah. my sister lives in dublin now <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I, I I did I was excluding her yeah, from the, everybody but <laughs> her. Everyone really but talking. Josh's sister.
5: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we're we're gonna see Josh on the news next year. He's gonna be dumping a bunch of dye in the river. Yeah.
1: Pandere told me to. <laughs> Don't they also do the um the uh festival, the Dublin Irish Festival?
5: Yes, they do, and they it's pretty do. badass. That's right.
1: Yeah. Just I just forgot about that until you uh said that. I've only been once and it was a pretty cool experience. I think I've been wanting to go every year but for some reason, well, I lived an hour away but now that I live Now you don't down
3: the road pretty <laughs>
4: much,
1: yeah.
3: Still is probably on, won't go but Is that on St. Paddy's that they do that?
1: No, they do that
3: uh it's in the fall, sh- I think.
1: Oh, okay. Is it I remember it being is it hotter than hell when I was there? Yeah.
5: Maybe like late summer, early fall. I want to say it's like usually July or August, something like that. Yeah,
1: that sounds about right. That sounds about right. You can always but, tell when uh, <laughs> when when 33 right there at like Franz Road gets congested <laughs> as hell.
5: But for the listeners that maybe don't live in Ohio, basically what that Irish festival is, is it's, it's pretty much they shut down the entire city of Dublin and they have... Uh, it's basically like a kind of a mix between a medieval fair kind of and uh, a renaissance fair and just a bunch of drunk people pretending to be Irish.
1: Well, they do it at uh, Kaufman Park, which is just a uh, little bit uh, north. It's like northwest of like Old Dublin. But Oh, my bad. Yeah, there's like big tents that are like, there's dancing, there's bands playing, there's all kinds of beers and people tweedling their big mustaches. <laughs>
4: the first week of August I just looked at it.
1: Up. Is not yeah. Okay. But it was a good time. Uh, but it's not something I personally would visit uh, all the time.
4: I'd probably go rather go to just the Renaissance Fair versus this one. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I've been to the Renaissance Fair tons of times, so I don't know. Nothing against it. It's just not my uh, cup of tea, really. You know, it's cool to see once for me, but who knows? I'll probably end up there this year. Now that I say all this.
4: That's what it was like when I went to a Celtic Fair the one year. My aunt was just all all over the place. Look at this band. Look at these bands. Blah blah blah. Look at this. Look at this. I'm Like, yeah. Yeah, that's neat. I got a <laughs> turkey
1: we, leg and <laughs> a meat pie, and I'm good. Can we go now? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Josh? Have you ever uh, been to that festival?
3: No, no, I've never heard of it. I, I would go. Um, you know, I've been to a handful of Oktoberfests and stuff, and Finley has one here every year, the Oktoberfest. I mean, it's all right. I would go to a uh, Celtic-themed one and probably yeah. enjoy it more. Like, you know, you know how us Americans are. We're always like, oh, my heritage is this or that. And uh, mine is, as far as I know, it's like as Irish as you can get without actually being from Ireland. Oh, so, really? Like, yeah. yeah. Like all four of my surnames from my family are Irish. So I've always wanted to uh, go there a little bit. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. And uh, yeah, my sister, my sister's birthday is actually on St. Patty's. So that same. Nice. Sister.
1: You don't get much more Irish than that. No. <laughs> yeah.
4: You like <laughs>
3: potatoes, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
4: okay. I think they're called
1: taters. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> I don't know if those people in Ireland
1: say taters. No, I'm, I, I'm just thinking of uh, just Lord of the Rings. Sam Wise said <laughs> that. <laughs> All right. Let's cut over to Josh. Irish and pop culture.
3: I, I Honestly, I mean, there's you know, if you really think about it for like a couple minutes, I mean, there's a lot really kind of. Um, I mean, the, the first thing that pops in my mind was Banshee from the X-Men. Oh, wow. is he se- Irish? Yeah, yeah. I did not know sure. that. Almost yeah, positive. Him and his daughter, Siren, I think is his daughter. So there's you know, there's a little bit of Ireland represented in comic books. And then, uh, sadly, the second thing that popped in my head was, was the comic that I wrote, Ginger Avenger, where, where the first issue takes place in Ireland. And I was thinking about it today. I was like, man, like my books aren't even good enough in my own head to be first. <laughs> I still thought of Panshee <laughs> first. Uh, You're just humble. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's like Sinead O'Connor and what is the Cranberries? I think they're Irish. Uh, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a comedian I like. His name is Danny Boy. I don't remember how you spell it. I think it's like B-H-O-Y or something. He's pretty funny. Uh, I'm almost positive he's Irish. He's got a thing on uh, Amazon Prime, I think, is where I saw his comedy special. Yeah, I mean, then you think of, uh, what was that, Rob Roy? Is that Ireland? I don't even
1: know what that is. I
3: That's a Liam words, Neeson
1: movie. But... Yeah. It's a what? Is that what it was?
3: Liam Neeson movie? movie? Oh, oh, Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. No. That's Irish.
1: Never seen it.
3: Yep, Irish Spring Soap and... <laughs> yes.
1: <Okay>. Irish Spring. <laughs> That's what my deodorant is. I'm, I'm more Irish than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Irish every, every day. day. <laughs>
4: Smell like a clover.
1: Speaking Ooh. of uh, bands, there's... Uh, the, the Swell Season, you ever heard of them? No. Uh, it's, uh, Glenn Hansard uh, is the guy who does it. I think he has his own band. I can't remember anything about it now because it's been so long ago. What's the date on that 2008? tour poster? 2008 up there. But um, Brooke was really into it. And I was into some of the songs, but I've kind of... Uh, I've forgotten all about it, to be honest. I couldn't even <laughs> remember the hit if I tried. But one thing I do remember is they're they're very uh, like acoustic indie kind of band. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, all the music's about being sensitive and shit. <laughs> so <laughs> 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 but we went to see them at uh, I think it was at the Ohio Theater, <clears throat> and. He was using this little tree that was growing up through a crack in the uh, parking lot as a kind of a metaphor. He goes, you know, we got off the tour bus and I was walking in. Was, Excuse my Irish accent. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> Aside from doing anything like stereotypical, like leprechaun or anything, which I'm not going to do. But you get all sing songy when you talk. It's to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he gets off. He's like, so our bus pulled up and. I got off the bus and I was walking into the back of the theater and I looked down at the pavement and saw there was a crack in the pavement and this little tree was just trying to grow so hard you know up in this concrete jungle and it made me <laughs> oh, god <laughs> <laughs> he goes, because it just made me think about how fragile each and every one of us are. And I just thought, like, I, I, while I heard him say, I was like, it just reminded me of how indie I was. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. It was so funny because, like
3: what's that? I think I've heard that story before. So I think that dude ripped that off from somewhere.
1: No shit. Really? <laughs> That's, that even makes it better.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Almost positive. I've heard somebody say something very similar before. I don't remember where, though. Oh my God, I would love to know.
1: I would love to know. But after the show, uh, we were parked like behind the theater in a parking garage. So we walked out the front around the corner. And as we were coming, like walking across that back alley, I looked over and there was a handful of fans who had found this precious little tree and were all crowded around it, making sure nobody stepped on it and taking pictures of it. it.
5: (laughs) You should have done the real. you should have done the real Irish thing, got drunk and pissed on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <really>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> But just speaking of music, that just made me think of that. I haven't thought about that in a long time. <laughs> anyway, uh, Randy, how about you, sir?
5: Well, I'm going to take your music concept and take a hard right on that one. Um, this time of the year, I always break out my Celtic rock bands. So you've got like Flog and Molly, The Real McKenzie's, mm. Dropkick Murphy's uh there's always something with the mix between guitars and bagpipes that just sound totally badass
4: oh yeah but
5: um yeah definitely not folky and uh along those lines i've got like a pandora mix with dropkick murphy's and they do like a lot of irish drinking songs uh one of them oddly enough uh the name of the song is tits mcgee and it takes place in a bar in dublin ohio so uh, i'm Maybe we can uh, end the episode on that, but uh, it's a lot of laughing on that one.
1: <laughs> what, what was the uh, bar that they're talking about? Do you know?
5: I think he just made it up because it, it rhymed, but I, mean, I don't. There are it, bars in Dublin, Ohio. So, it, well, I don't, there I don't are. Think he did it, mention
4: the name, though. He was no, just no. Saying it.
1: What's that b- great big one? Uh, and then I don't even think this is technically Dublin, but it's like Flanagan's. On, yes, yeah. with the, with the yeah. volleyball. It's well, yeah, like right on there, Sawmill Two Seventy. Yeah. 270, yeah. yeah. yeah
5: maybe that's it
1: <laughs> i don't think that's technically dublin though I, I think that's uh more columbus area but um i don't know i'll have to keep an eye out next time i'm forced to drive through there uh, it's beautiful but it's just so congested it's mm. so congested and for some reason the people can't drive there even worse than they can't <laughs> drive in the rest of the city that's a four-lane road it's a, it's hard you know Columbus, but, and maybe this statistic has changed, but is number three for having the worst drivers in the United States. I heard
3: that a couple years ago. Yeah, I, I believe
1: nuts? that. Mm-hmm.
3: I believe it. I would yeah. believe it. I'm mm-hmm. in Columbus all the time, and it's it's pretty ridiculous. It is. <laughs> like the traffic isn't that bad. Like I really rarely get stuck in traffic forever. But yeah, it's like you gotta watch people in Columbus. Like like how am I supposed to be on TikTok watching TikToks when people around me can't drive? It's like really <laughs> <ridiculous>. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's the matter with those people i think well, in hey, columbus you... it's
1: harder to get a video rental <laughs> membership card than it is a driver's license i think you just pretty much have to show up like it's nuts it's nuts
5: well if you're definitely looking to get some aggression out crank some dropkick murphy's or real mckenzie's while you're stuck in traffic that'll definitely help
1: one thing i found the other day is not to listen to motley crew when driving through the city because it just makes you want to drive fucking fast (laughs) as fast as you can (laughs) it's like i better slow down and turn off this uh kickstart my heart shit here
4: that's like having that the theme song to peacemaker on my radio now
1: watch when i listen to that
4: now too especially driving down the freeway because I'm you just get a need for 90. speed. Yep. <laughs> in and out of traffic or weaving between cars going 95. That's
1: why you were driving like a bat out of hell when we were on the way to the movie theater. Because <laughs> yeah. it was right after you turned that <laughs> Yeah, I can't <okay>, help it. <laughs> <laughs> just makes like him in the now.
4: show when they were listening to metal going on to their mission.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I got here? Let me see. Do you guys remember, and this really isn't even... Irish, but you were just watching it before we started. The Crichton Leprechaun (laughs) News Report.
3: God, yeah. (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard that. Is that the one where they like drew a a leprechaun on a piece of paper or something? (laughs) Yeah. Yes.
1: A bunch of people. It was a news report or a bunch of people had reportedly seen a leprechaun run up into a tree and the, the, yeah then there was like a police or not a police sketch artist but like somebody on the scene <laughs> drew what the thing looked like and it was just like a little like half a circle with two like black dot eyes and then a we're little a bowler bowler hat <laughs> and they were like interviewing people and it was like it could just be a crackhead up in the tree who knows but it was like and it cut to this other guy who uh, the news report said, I can't remember his name, but so and so is ready to either take on this leprechaun or whatever. And he, he seems standing in there, like with a standing there with a vest on and holding what looks to be like a sawed off end of like an exhaust pipe yeah. or something.
4: It was a tool. handed down thousands of years ago through his family to catch <laughs> leprechauns,
1: which was a flute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the flute, he said. Yeah. And there was, he also was wearing like this vest. I mean, it kind of looked like it could have been Kevlar or something. That's what I thought it was at first. But he yeah. was saying how it's this vest is made to ward off spells spells and <laughs> shit. <so. laughs> that Irish magic. It was so crazy this- just how everybody was so on board with it. There was a crowd of people. There was a
4: ton of people, yeah.
1: Under this tree thinking, shit, there's a leprechaun up
4: there. It goes up in the trees, does- and as soon as you look for it, it disappears.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Why does
5: this sound like a jackass skit?
1: Because <laughs> it could be. I don't know. It would have yeah, been better was... if they'd have shined their flashlight up in the tree and a Johnny Knoxville was up there dressed as a leprechaun. That Better <laughs> wee man. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Even better. <laughs> but I, I'll uh, cut the audio in maybe, possibly, if I can easily get it offline.
0: Well, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk- folklore. Some
2: people in the Crichton area of Mobile say a leprechaun is taking up residence in their neighborhood, a leprechaun. NBC 15's Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bringing binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looks like a leprechaun. To me, I got to do a look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun? Say yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. Others find it hard to believe and have come up
2: with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. And it told me to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun.
1: We're going to get down to the bottom of this.
2: Yeah, still down there, guy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, man.
1: This guy, helping to
0: direct traffic, says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe.
1: This wars off spells right here. This is a
0: special leprechaun flute,
1: which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great great grandfather, who was Irish. And I just came to help out.
0: Others just came to get lucky in hopes a pot of gold may be
4: buried under this tree.
3: I'm gonna run a backhoe and uproot that tree. I want to know where the gold is. I want the gold. Give me the gold. I want the gold.
4: This is Brian Johnson, NBC 15 News.
0: People
3: will do
4: anything
0: for a pot of gold. I
1: mean, anything. look it up on YouTube, people. The Crichton Leprechaun. It's it's if you haven't seen it, but I'm sure a good majority of people have.
3: Yeah, that's been around for a long time. Oh, yeah. I remember like in the infancy of like, I'm trying to remember what website that was on. There was like a website that had all that crazy videos and stuff before YouTube. I, I want to... Like E-Bomb's World College.
1: or something like that? Yeah yeah, E-Bom's yeah, yeah, e <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know that's still around, E-Bomb's World? Mm-hmm. I, Is it really? I stumbled upon it the other day and thought, holy shit, you guys are still kicking. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. totally different now. I mean, it looks different, but
4: it's still pretty much the same.
3: Yeah, we used to just get shit-faced and just stand there and watch videos and stuff on Ebon's World just constantly. So much ridiculous stuff.
4: That Leprechaun video kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Tiger King, because I haven't watched that shit either. And (laughs) just that video makes me not want to watch anymore. Tiger King's
1: easy to get sucked into. It really is, because you just think, how did this ever happen? (laughs) How? (laughs) Like... I, you, there was a website that used to be out there I don't. It, it probably still is out there but it was called bangedup.com and me and some friends used to get fucked up and just sit around and look at this stuff and it was some, there was some sick shit on there man like <laughs> really sick stuff that I don't even want to say I watched because it's probably like some dark web shit now like mm. you, you couldn't find it on YouTube that's for sure
4: Just the keystroke will get you arrested trying to search for it now on the computer. It's probably
1: just just straight up porn now, but like there were like snuff videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. What what were the old uh, VHS that were so controversial back in the day that were like snuff videos and stuff? Um,
5: Oh, um, it was like something death. Uh, Faces of death. Faces Faces of death, death. yeah. It was
1: pretty much a website that was like nothing but faces of death kind of stuff. Mm. It was nuts. Crazy, crazy shit. Some of those images will never leave my mind. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the Irish, Yay! Jack.
4: <laughs> I don't know. I was sitting there looking up for a lot of stuff, pulp culture and Irish, and the, I kept coming up with a lot of movies that I've never heard of.
1: Yeah, Boondock, Boondock Saints that's, was the one that kept coming up. That's that, the one that oh, didn't yeah. come
4: up that I, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, that I didn't see, but that movie, that was a long time before I finally watched that movie, and man, it was good.
1: I don't remember yeah, that film
4: the second one i don't think was as good of course no I'm definitely
3: it was not and i think that one took place in ireland didn't it
5: uh i think started i think it started out in ireland yeah, yeah. or
3: something I'm trying to think <laughs> of irish movies
5: <laughs> no idea <laughs> yeah, not much more i've got for ireland for this one i mean not... there's the le- leprechaun franchise right
1: did I hear, you know, I, I'm, I'm at a point now where my dreams have just become so invasive and so vivid that I, sometimes I can't remember if shit I heard was in a dream or if it was in real life. Did I hear that Jennifer Aniston was doing another Leprechaun or is that just bullshit?
4: I haven't heard that now. It sounds out it. there.
1: I yeah. mean, she's pretty well established. She, she did didn't in the need...
3: first one? I, I yeah, don't know she's, idea. she's in the first one. Yeah. I don't know if she did any of the other ones.
1: I don't think so. I think she, like yeah. that was her one of her first, I don't even want to say big roles, but one of her f- m- more notable first roles.
4: Really? I just learned today that Willow is War, the leprechaun. War, yeah, Warwick, yep, Warwick Davis. Davis. Yeah.
1: Is he really? Yeah, I had no idea. Yep. I mean, it makes sense. But yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> one thing about uh, Jennifer Aniston in Leprechaun is she is fine. <laughs>
0: <coughs> that is all. Huh.
1: <laughs> That's fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> right? Do, 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 do. Oh, shit. Um, what about, uh, Josh, anything else on the, the Irish and pop culture?
3: Uh, I mean, you know, Thin Lizzy is from Ireland, so that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit.
1: Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that.
3: Um, I mean, Conor McGregor is, like, probably the most known Irish thing going right now, so... I'm not even aware what that is. He's an MMA fighter with a mouth. Or maybe he's not. Maybe he's not that popular.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't follow sports like in the slightest.
3: So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched UFC since since he started getting his ass kicked. I kind of stopped watching, but he was one of the main reasons I got into it because I was like, this dude's like hilarious. <laughs> so I would no, watch that's it. That's not true fandom, Josh.
1: You got to stick with <laughs> them, especially undefinally... through the
3: bad times. Yeah, no, I'm definitely a fair weather fan when it comes to, like, UFC. I'll go in and out of it. At least you're honest, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. You can't, you only have so much energy for, you know, so many things.
1: Isn't that the truth? And with there being so many fucking things out there now, oh yeah, it's hard to concentrate on one thing for too long. It's what TikTok and the internet has done to us. It's, it's, it's whittled our attention span That's down to, like, three truth. seconds. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep it's Very not constantly much. like bam 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 it's like, well swipe this is
4: too long for me to watch i need something Damn. shorter
1: <laughs> what about you randy anything else uh, i've got two more let's do one of them pick the best
5: all right so uh if you guys are in the mood for a really good laugh go on youtube and search the try guys they are an irish group of uh, comedians And they'll just get like random shit uh off the internet or fans send them like random foods and they'll try it um so you got like try like super spicy chips or they'll try different types of alcohol or uh different types of bourbon and it's just the chemistry between kind of all the actors is hilarious Hmm. um they'll get like japanese candy and stuff and it'll be like durian fruit which tastes like ass and they all freak out and it's just it's very entertaining
1: is that why you start bringing Japanese candy over to the house? Well, Someone maybe says it all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> how we lost the him, secret the <laughs> I have always wanted to try that fruit, actually, just to see how awful it is.
1: Is that the one that like smells really bad once you cut it open? and Has spikes all over it.
3: Yep. Yeah, And yep. Then like what? You're not even allowed to bring it in hotels in like Japan or China or something like that. Yeah, it's that rancid.
1: What's it what's number,
3: supposed to smell number, like?
5: I don't know. Like. Eat or ass or something like that. I don't know.
3: Just nasty. Back when Andrew Zimmern had his show, I remember that was like the one thing that he was like, no, I'm not eating that.
1: <laughs> Curious, but uh, yeah, if it doesn't smell good, I wonder what what's the incentive to even putting in your mouth.
3: Yeah, I was just wondering that too. Why would you try I, I to think eat that, something that smells horrible? Yeah, I think that who, you know, whatever country it's from, I can't remember. I, maybe, maybe they actually like it and it's just like a thing for us uh, American people who can't handle it or something.
1: Well, there's parts of the world that eat monkey brains and I wouldn't be doing that, I tell you now. There's so people that eat
4: <laughs> tofu and that just doesn't taste like anything. Well, <laughs> so why would mean, why?
1: <laughs> yeah. I've had tofu and different things, but I mean I have never just gone out of my way to have it, you know. But like <laughs> this just a
4: brick of tofu. But, Delicious cool. <laughs>
1: right. But this this fruit, it's like if it smells like shit i think after you took a bite but hmm, it tastes like shit too like like i can't imagine something smelling (laughs) my breath (laughs) right something that smells so horrible being like you know what this is actually good once you get past the smell of shit it tastes like like cotton candy i just wonder what it tastes like
3: monkey brains probably
1: (laughs) right i guess that's probably going to do it i just have to mention uh lucky leprechaun from lucky charms yeah oh yes not that i have a lot to say on him but feel like he needs to be in there somewhere. I mean, he's probably, he's the first thing that came to my mind when we're sitting down to uh, write stuff now
4: damn kid's griefing him all the time, won't let him have his Lucky Charms.
1: <laughs> what was it on the Rick and Morty when the, there was like the interdimensional cable where there was a commercial for some kind of brand of Lucky Charms and the kids caught him and nailed him down to the stump and cut him open, <laughs> were eating right out of his stomach? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it then for the Irish in pop culture. How was that? Was that better than that my works. B- before?
5: It's better than jacks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a, little better. a little better.
1: I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. We're going to jump to a quick commercial break and when we come back, more with Josh Nealis. Stick around. Outlawpinball.com is a retro gaming and pinball apparel company based in Ohio that offers t-shirts, hoodies, hats, keychains, and more featuring retro gaming and pinball-inspired designs. Every purchase gets you entered into the Outlawpinball.com Pinball Machine Giveaway that happens every three months, and right now you can get the Mandalorian Pinball machine. Get an entry for every dollar spent in the store, or become a VIP member to get store discounts and 30 bonus entries into the giveaway every month. The winner of the Mandalorian Pinball Machine will be randomly selected on June 14th, so go pick up some pinball and gaming-inspired apparel to get your name entered. Also when you're at checkout, go down to the promo box and type in Canned 10 for 10% off your purchase. That's C-A-N-N-E-D and the number 10. So go grab some apparel and get entered to win at outlawpinball.com. All right. We are back from commercial and joined again by Josh Nealus of Cutthroat Comics. Josh, man, thanks again for being here. Hope you're having a good time.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've had better conversations probably, but no, I'm kidding. It's, Us uh, too. This is cool. I like doing uh, different different things like this where there's like an actual topic. And, you know, as much as I love talking about myself and all that, it's it's fun to, you know, somebody be like, hey, we're talking about this. It's like, cool, we can talk about anything. So totally yeah. fine with this.
1: It helps, it helps make this part of the episode a lot easier i think more comfortable rather mm-hmm. when you have those warm-up conversations <laughs> and it probably you'd probably like our convo better if we weren't crapping all not that we were crapping on the irish but we had some laughs i think at the, their expense a little bit did we i think so i'm irish and i'm not offended so are you yeah shit i'm learning I mean, all kinds english, of english
4: scottish yeah. and irish in there i'm oh well, i own that I'm- little <laughs> island over there or <laughs> continent i guess it's not an island
5: dublin ohio that, that's a different that's word. what i'm uh, thinking of
1: <laughs> that's what i'm thinking of we love you dublin Truly. Anyway, moving on. Josh, uh, again, thanks for being here, man. You know, it's been a while since we've seen you or even talked to you. I think the last time we actually saw you was at Torg's convention. How was your uh, weekend?
3: Uh we talking about that weekend? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was pretty good. You know, I really didn't know what to expect since it was like a gaming convention, kind of. But yeah, I mean, I did really well. I talked to a lot of people and sold some books and stuff. And
1: yeah, it was pretty fun. We had a great time uh, too. And that, there was just, it was such a mixed bag of uh, uh, tricks there. I mean, again, you know, you say, you know, it's a gaming convention. And what you just said, we've heard so many people say since. We didn't know what to expect being comic creators mm-hmm. going to a gaming convention. But everyone has always come back unanimously saying it was a great weekend. You know, I think. You're part of one of those fandoms. You're kind of part of all of those fandoms. You, know? you have to be,
4: yeah, because they all yeah, lead in
1: some
3: way. And yeah, that. there's a lot of crossover, I think, and, and especially the way, specifically my comics and a couple of my books, like the way I write stuff, it, it's a lot of like Family Guy style references a lot of times. So, you know, it, you can find something to laugh at in all my stuff, I think. Sure.
1: Well, man, it was good to see you there. Are you going to be uh, there this year? I think it's in November, right, Randy? November 4th.
3: Uh, I haven't signed up yet. I'm, I'm waiting for one of those ever so evasive uh, special featured guest spots. I'm just waiting for that offer to come rolling in. Boom. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, I actually do <laughs> plan on signing up. Uh, I, it's got a lot going on right now. And, uh, yeah, as soon as I can get the money around to get a hold of you guys and, and pay for it, then, then that's what I will do. Oh, you would you wouldn't
1: have to pay us. Well, I was just curious if we get to see you again. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're, oh, not, yeah. getting, we're not getting the money on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you yeah, can yeah, send I don't us be... money, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we hope we do see you there. But uh, before we jump into your Kickstarter and Turkey Sharks, let's you know refresh the people who might be hearing you for the first time on our show. Uh, you know, just exactly who you are and a little bit about Cutthroat Comics.
3: Yeah, so, you know, I'm Josh Nealis, as you guys have mentioned, and uh, I started out with an OnlyFans, and it went really well. So I pivoted that into a comic book company. Um, I took the 595 I made in one month from my uncle— and I started making <laughs> making comic books. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's been doing that since uh, 2015. And I think we've got like 20 releases or something like that. I don't even know where we're at. Um, and then, what was it, uh, like a year and a half ago, I think, or something like that, I released a uh, comic book that I didn't write, so I published for somebody else. And then right now we're doing another comic book for another creative team that I didn't write. So, You know, it's coming along. It started out with all my stuff, and now we're finally starting to publish for other people. That's awesome, Awesome, man! I need to check up on
1: some of these newer titles since we talked to you last. It's been going on a year since we uh, were talking about cutthroat the first time, I think.
3: Yeah, something like that. It's pretty cool to be able to, you know. I really appreciate. I, I think about it all the time. You know, I've, like I said, I've been doing this since 2015, and I'm finally getting to the point where, you know, when I reach out to people, they actually talk to me back. And it's pretty awesome that you know I can reach out to you guys and, and get on and, and some of the other podcasts and, and stuff I've done. It's it's very humbling I think and and I appreciate it quite a bit.
1: Well, thank you, man, for giving us your time and coming on to talk to us. I've been having a blast talking with you thus far. I know we had a great time on the last episode you were mm-hmm. on. Uh, again, that was uh, I think it was summer vacation in pop culture. I think was what we
3: were looking at last time around. Mm-hmm. I can't believe yeah, that's been right. Here almost. Yeah, yeah, yep. we talked We talked about uh, Ernest Goes to Camp or something, I think.
1: Yes, we did. Yep. We did. Yep. And I, uh, what else? Uh, Weekend at Bernie's.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yep. yep. <laughs>
1: remember. Memories. I actually watched
3: that. Uh, like two days later, it popped up on one of the streaming services. And I was like, well, I guess I need to watch that. So I watched it. And how did it hold up? Yeah, it was all right. I still like it. Uh, I can't remember if it was one or two. I was just going to ask if it was one or two. Yeah, I don't remember. Either way, I, I like both those movies. Right. I think it was the first one. Pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the first one. I like I think I like two better because it's a little more silly. But yeah, I, the first one's good.
1: I need to watch it. Do you remember what service that was on?
3: I don't. Yeah, I mean no I had, I switched to all streaming, so I don't have uh, like Kate. I I got rid of Directv, so I don't have that anymore. So it's I have like. Not all the streaming services, but the good ones, the real good ones. So, sure. The ones that matter. I'm
1: I'm sure I'll be able to find it. But uh, yeah, I'll have to rewatch that. But all right, man, let's talk about this Kickstarter. It's again going till April 3rd for Turkey Sharks 1 and 2. Uh, Can you start by just telling the listeners about Turkey Sharks, what it's about?
3: Yeah. So, uh, my first comic book I ever wrote back in 2015 was Stingray Number 1. Um, and then we had, after that, we did Pedal Man and Kid Friendly, number one, and then Ginger Avenger, number one. Um, after that, we did an issue two and issue three of all three of those titles. So nine books total. Um, and then I was like, I need to just cut it back to one title. So I made like an Avenger style team called the Turkey Sharks and all my characters are in it basically. And, uh, so we did issue one, we did a Kickstarter for that uh mid to late last year and it went really well it was almost 300 funded wow Um, and now we're back doing issue two and we're also of course offering issue one with that as well so it's turkey sharks one and two um and we've got some really great cover artists on this one we had we had a couple really good ones on the last one we had chris mad from sourcepoint press and brian silverbacks from numerous publications on this one, we've got uh, Sean Forney and Rodney Fike. Uh, Sean lives there in Columbus. Uh, I think he lives in Delaware. Yeah. And then uh, we got Tyler J. Haddix uh, from up in Michigan. He did one. And then, of course, my main artist, Cristiano Reyna, who's done all my books, is on this as well. So it's uh, it continues the story. You know, basically, I don't want to give away too much, but, you know, obviously it's issue two. So it follows issue one, as things do. Stands to um, reason and, uh, you know, my main thing right now is, is I'm really happy with the writing and stuff because I have finally found who these characters are. I'm able to write depth, you know, they each have their own voice, uh, which is which is hard in comics. It, it takes a little bit. You know, you can't really just do it in one issue. It takes a couple issues to to get the story down and, and figure out how these these characters say and do and why and all that. Uh, but we're finally getting that, and uh, this issue turned out really good. It's It's got some depth, it's got some uh, development, and it's it's got a lot of funny in it, too, I think.
1: Is this going to be the final uh, spot for all these characters from these other comics going forward, or are will there be individual arcs in the future, or are those just finished?
3: Uh, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, if I were to blow up and there was a, a demand for... For something like that, like I would like to do, like I have a character called Blasphemer, and he's like a gay Amish superhero, um, and he's he he's had his origin story, <laughs> and he's he's basically like a He-Man ripoff kind of, uh, so he holds like a piece of ro- reclaimed wood up in the air and. Okay, that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's it, <laughs> He's one of my favorite characters. And actually, my artist, Cristiano, I, I think that's his favorite character. So I've, I've tried to incorporate him more. I'd love to do like a solo issue or a series with him at some point. Um, and then also, I think in Ginger Avenger 3, I think it was, we introduced uh, the Rascals and that's like my Teen Titans style team. Um, I, I am planning for sure to do something with them in the future, but I'm, I think I've decided to develop them in these books in the Turkey shark line and then, then jump off instead of just doing another separate thing. Cause it, it's hard to, I, I think that's one of the mistakes. I don't know what I'd call it a mistake, but like I said, I did three separate series when I first started and, uh, I think it it maybe would have went faster and I would have been able to develop my craft and and my company faster if I would have just focused on one comic series. But uh, that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to focus on Turkey Sharks for a little bit, get that sustainable and and grounded and get a fan base behind that before I split off again, I think.
1: I'm very intrigued to uh, read this now. Now looking at something, remembering some of the cover art I was seeing on your Kickstarter page, I think I, I remember uh, a, a certain image of the character you were just describing. Yeah. What's his name again? The uh, the Amish He-Man guy?
3: Uh, oh, Blasphemer. Yeah, he was on, has he been on a cover? He was on the, we had a Breakfast Club spoof cover that was a Kickstarter exclusive. He was on that cover. Uh, he's, on, he's on the A cover of uh, Turkey Sharks number two. It's the one, I don't know if you're looking at the kickstarter but it's it's the one with uh the unicorn and the rainbow yeah looking at it right looking now. at yeah, it yeah. right now <laughs> yeah so he's yeah he's driving the carriage because so he has uh you know because they drive horse and buggy uh, amish people do in case you didn't know that uh so when he, when he changes uh much like battle cat changes his horse turns into a unicorn named harvey <laughs> after harvey milk and of oh, course okay. the carriage gets all uh, flamboyant and stuff too and it's, uh, the unicorn farts rainbows and glitter, and it's, it's, it's fun. It that's looks Yep. Yeah, I love that character. He's fun to write. It's He's kind of tricky to write, because you always have to be, and thou art thine villain and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, it's fun.
1: Sorry, getting lost in, in these cover arts here. They look pretty darn awesome here.
3: Yeah, that's, uh... You know, one thing I realized early on, it's like, you know, if you want to be the best, you need to work with the best. And I I try to work with the best people I know. You know, there's still a lot of people I haven't worked with yet. So that's in the future. But, you know, these guys that have been on Turkey Sharks and and Cristiano, you know, he's he's been with me from the beginning and I, I owe him a lot more than just the money I pay him. But, uh, you know, Sean and Rodney and, and Chris and Brian Silverbacks and Tyler J. Haddix. I mean, those dudes are they're top notch. They're they're as good an artist as you can find uh, anywhere, I think. And yeah. I'm, I'm very privileged to be working with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was cool to see Rodney Fike and Sean Forney's names uh, when I was looking through here because, uh, well, but we've had both of them on the show. We've met them before and they're very great guys, you know, artwork aside. But, yeah, they are fantastic at what they do. And uh, I know I've seen some of the other gentlemen's uh, work you've listed. I just can't think of it right off the top of my head. I'd have to go do some digging. But, yeah, you've got some great artists on board, man. This looks great. Oh, yeah, yep. Just
4: the uh, pictures on the
3: Kickstarter tells you right there. I mean,
4: Absolutely.
1: yeah,
3: Cristiano, you know, he's uh, he's Italian. He's Italian fella. But, uh, you know, so I've never actually met him. I've never even actually talked to him like we're talking. It's all just through Messenger. But, uh, you know, we've done whatever 11 or 12 books were whatever we're on now and uh just like my writing and stuff his art has gotten better over the years too and and we've really refined these characters and you know him and I are in a good spot where we can hammer things out pretty quickly the language barrier isn't as bad as it was it, it was never horrible but every now and then there'd be something that he just would not understand because totally two different cultures right but uh yeah, he's he's doing really good. He's he's nailing on this one, that's for sure. This might be some of his best work.
1: So tell uh tell the listeners then you know so about some of these the goals or the rewards rather that you uh, get for backing your project.
3: Yeah, they're they're a little bit secretive still yet. I haven't like Ooh. unveiled any uh, art for people to see, but yeah, we're gonna do a bunch of magnets and stuff. I find like when I do kickstarters, uh, people give away magnets and stuff when when you hit certain funding goals and uh i like the magnets you always need a magnet for your fridge um but uh yeah i don't even remember where we're at let's see i think we're at the turkey sharks magnet right now which i had that for the first one and i've got some left over so i was like well i might as well get rid of these on this kickstarter but uh yeah i think the next one if we get to 1300 i think it's the zeebo Zebo magnet and uh I don't want to give away what the magnet looks like, but it does tie into the story, and uh, if you're a 90s kid, you will love it because of the design. Um, it's a, uh, it's kind of a spoof on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a little bit, but I'm not gonna- <laughs> Nice. Yeah, Dude, I don't want to give my away- heart. Yeah, the magnet set that we're doing for these, because I think, I think 1600 is like a Blasphemer magnet, and then if we get to 2100, it's like a Stingray and a Mark magnet set i think i'm trying i'm trying to remember how I, I don't have it up in front that's of me it. but i'm looking at yep. it right
5: now it's only been active a couple days and you're already talking stretch goals and it's going for
3: what like another month almost so that's some pretty yep. reasonable <laughs> expectations you know yeah i would well you know and, and i set the funding goal at just 500 and you know I, I could set it at three grand or something but for me you know the way kickstarter runs if you don't hit your goal you don't get anything right. and uh for me it's like it's 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 about getting the funding, you know. But I'm doing it for promotion. I'm doing it to get my book out there, and really for me, obviously, I want to make as much as we can. But I just want to take a cut out of what I have to pay Cristiano and the other artists, you know. And and really, you know, if we can just pay for printing or part of that, and like I'm happy. So you know, I'm, I don't know. I I know I should be like a, a cutthroat, quote unquote businessman, but that's just not who I am. You know, I want to sell my books and I want to get my stories in people's headspaces. Um, that's really what it's about. You know, I would love to turn this into my full-time job at some point. and, uh, you know, I'd rather make you know a dollar per book, you know, and sell a thousand copies, you know, than make a hundred dollars per book and sell five copies. You know, that's just right. the way I see it. Uh, for me, it's it's about getting my stories out as an artist. Uh, and it's not, I mean, yeah, the money would be great. I don't really care too much about fame, I, I suppose that would be. Kind of cool if I'm at a bar and there's like a bunch of girls that think I'm cute because they think I have money or something, but you know, <laughs> surprise, surprise, I don't. Yeah, well, man, it's, it's not me, really it's...
4: even selling yourself short if you put a, a smaller price tag on it because in the end game, right, it all comes back to you. Then,
1: and it's yeah. just so refreshing to see comics that aren't, you know, four dollars a pop. That you know, and I, I would imagine that there a lot of them are probably even going to start being four ninety nine. You know, at mm-hmm. like the comic book store and stuff. Um, because you know, sometimes you get—I don't know. I'm just gonna start bitching, and I don't want to start bitching. (laughs) But you guys know what I'm getting at, like how comics are uh, these days with the price tags on them a lot of the time. So I know what you mean, man.
3: Yeah, you know, and I've had this conversation with a lot of uh, comic book writers and publishers and stuff, and you know, I I I tell them, you know, if you can if you can get 20 bucks out of your book and then have at it, I'm not gonna do that. I I want to I want to price my things. So they're affordable for people. So, yeah. so that, you know, instead of buying one comic from me, maybe they'll buy four for 20 bucks or something, you know, but, you uh, go. yeah. And I'm, you know, again, I'm not trying to make a killing. I just, I just want to survive. Really. I want to be able to keep going and, uh, it's, it's getting there. It's, it's, you know, I'm at seven years almost and, uh, it's, things are coming around and you just want people to see it, man.
1: And if, if I think if people put too high a price tags, <laughs> No one's going to touch it no matter how cool it looks like. Yeah. You know, I mean, I there. I, mean, I know I, there's been things that I would have loved to take home, but I was just like, how much is this book? Oh, that one's eight dollars. Like for a, for this little tiny comic, it's
3: six pages. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: yep. I do, you know, for my variants now, because I do have to pay extra for these these artists and stuff like. uh so during the Kickstarters, the variant covers are only eight bucks. I, I think the I think the one Kickstarter exclusive is like seven or six. I can't remember, but uh, you know the ones that Sean and Ronnie did, and the one that Tyler did. It's it's eight bucks, and then after the Kickstarter though, they pop up to ten, which I still think is pretty fair for you know a limited edition. Exactly. You know, I'm, only, yeah. I'm only printing sure. so many um but the a covers 5 so if you just really just want the story and that's what you care about i mean 5 bucks i think is is pretty fair I, you know, and to be honest mm-hmm. i'm really not making much at that price
1: no i when i the prices i was talking i was talking like the you know like marvel and dc and stuff like that like how but, how much they gouge and stuff <laughs> i wasn't talking about uh, that and i you i totally wholeheartedly agree you aren't going to find any kind of variant covers
3: uh, for $8, no, never, <laughs> you're nope.
1: not going to, <laughs> you're going to pay out the ass for them. typically.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that there's been Kickstarters that I'll see and I'm like, you know, I'll hear the story and all that. And I'm like, Oh dude, I am down on that. And then I'll go and look at the Kickstarter and you know, it's got a hefty price tag just on the regular book. And I'm like, dude, I'm not paying that, you know? And yeah, like, I'm not trying to knock anybody. That's just me. I'm pretty cheap. I mean, <laughs> I, I like the wheel and deal. So it's just, that's just who I am. But, yeah, you know, you have to price it to its actual value, I think. I think, you know, when people overprice things trying to, like I said, gouge people and trying to make a killing on one thing, I mean, I get it. You know, it's it's a tough world out there, and we're all trying to survive. But, you know, I think you're going to make – it's about making a fan base, you know. And if you can make your stuff affordable, I think you're going to get there quicker.
1: Yeah, and I think that's I think your prices are right on spot, especially you know for doing what you're doing. Get, like you just said, getting your name out there, just getting it in listeners, uh, listeners, in readers' hands. <laughs> I'm a podcaster, I mean, come on. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean I have seen uh, you know indie comic people at cons who just gouge, and it just I just I understand they're trying to cover con you know convention costs and you know printing costs, paying off people, mm-hmm. but. Just like you were saying Josh, like that's a good way to drive people away. I think you have good price points.
3: Yeah, I mean I'm kind of banking on back end on this. Like I'm betting on myself because I know who I am. I know how hard I work and and I truly believe that the stories I write are as original as you can be because you're never going to be fully original. But I'm banking that one day I will have a significant fan base that will support me and and my company and the artists that I led on board with this thing, mm-hmm. that, you know, they'll appreciate those prices and stick with me. That's what I hope anyway.
1: I don't think that'll be hard to do no. for you. I mean, you've you got great looking work here. And uh, yeah, again, you're, you're, you know, you're not trying to gouge your, your customer. So I, I mean, I'm not a comic creator, but from where I'm sitting, I, I would buy from you. Well, I
3: appreciate that. And the so, Kickstarter is rolling right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, again till April 3rd, and I, I know people can go to uh, cutthroatcomics.com and there's as soon as you get on there, there's a banner that you can just click on and take you straight to the Kickstarter. Yep. Um, as far as uh, getting some of your other issues like backed issues, is it just going to cutthroatcomics.com. Is there other avenues for people to get their hands on cutthroat comics material?
3: yeah i mean you can you can do that um and, and also you know if anybody's looking at the kickstarter i think there is a uh pledge tier that covers that like we have the uh physical catch-up package i don't remember how much it is i think it's like i don't even want to say because i don't remember the price i want to say it's like 50 or 60 bucks or something like that but that gets you every book we've done you know all the all the books that i've written anyway um carl vinson isn't on that one because it's not really part of that storyline and then uh Yeah, I mean, we have that other Kickstarter running right now, too, which is doing pretty well um, for Tales of Shock and Terror. So if somebody is listening to this and they're not really a comedy superhero type person and you're more of a horror person, we've got that going, too. And uh, I think they're like 800 bucks and they've got till like March or or, uh, April 2nd, I think they're going. So that's a really cool book, too. It's something different for Cutthroat Comics, and, and we're very excited about that as well.
1: That's awesome. I love the variety that you guys are offering not just catering to one like fan base, you know?
3: Right, and that's part of the reason I started this company because, well, A, I knew I would never get published because I don't, you know, I'm not like, I don't have like a journalism degree or something. But uh, yeah, I mean, I started this company and, and I had all these ideas and, and, you know, they say that, you know, you should write one genre and stick with that and build a fan base there, but I didn't want to do that. You know, I don't really follow rules so well. Um, so I, yeah, I wanted to write whatever I wanted to write, whether it be horror or comedy or, you know, uh, like hellscape, I think we talked about last time is like a straight up kind of like fantasy post-apocalyptic thing. And right. then I did uh, cocaine stripper stronghold came out, uh, on Valentine's day. And that's like a horror romance comedy thing. So pretty much just do what I want since I own the company.
1: Hey, that's one of the benefits of being a company owner, right? Uh, yeah,
3: sure. <laughs> we'll see if it works out.
1: <laughs> Looks like it's working out for you pretty well so far, man. Yeah, so it's, it's I encourage the listeners to check out uh, Cutthroat Comics on Twitter, at Cutthroat Comics on Instagram, at Cutthroat underscore comics. And of course, CutthroatComics.com and that Kickstarter. Don't forget that Kickstarter. Again, CutthroatComics.com is a big banner right there. I'm sure you have links on your social media handles Uh, We're going to be putting links on our social media handles to help get people over there, man. So though it doesn't look like you need it, I wish you all the luck of the Irish.
3: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. D.
1: <laughs> that was the most Irish thing all evening there. I think <laughs> it was. <Illy-dee>, yeah. <laughs> Jack, tell the people where they can find us.
4: Go to candairpodcast.com where you can listen, like, subscribe, follow, buy some merch, become a patron, see some YouTube videos. And if you want to get a hold of us to promote your work or even just say hi, send us an email on our contacts page.
1: And don't forget to find us on Twitter at air pod and on Instagram at canned underscore air. And again, that website, cannedairpodcast.com, has a merch and a Patreon button. Two ways you can support us. Uh, one way gets you t-shirts, mugs, stickers. Another way gets you uh, extra, extra shows that we do that the normies aren't getting. And depending on your level, there's merch options there as well. So... Head over to com, Randy, what else we got, sir?
5: Go to evergreenpodcast.com, and uh, however you guys are listening, uh, while you're throwing back some green beer this St. Paddy's Day, give us uh, some love on that podcast player of your choice.
1: There it is. Yeah, they're going to have a whole Irish-themed episode to listen to yeah. while they're down in their, their green beer. <laughs> Uh, They're probably going to cringe at us, were not (laughs) they?
4: Then they'll be pissed at us the next morning for drinking so much green beer and listening to us.
1: (laughs) Can you believe those (laughs) facts? All right. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, I am Jeremy Collie. I'm
5: Jack Doherty.
3: I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I suppose I'm Josh Nealis. I suppose you are.
1: (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other.
2: There's a bar in Dublin, Ohio. That's not much on decor. It's dark and dingy. The owner's stingy. There's dirt upon the floor. The liquor's watered down. And the whole thing smells of pee. But it's not the poor they come here for. It's the bar made it's Titsmagee, Titsmagee. It's her we've come to see. It would be empty without the bar made Titsmagee. Titsmagee, muggy. I know that you'd agree. The quite sight to see. The farm is The bathroom is out of order, but the place is always packed. The big allure is for sure. The farm is splendid, rack. The ceiling's falling down, and the patrons are all felons. But it's worth the risk for a glimpse of her amazing felons. It's smuggy, it's muggy. it's her we've come to see. It would be empty without the farm, it's muggy, it's smuggy, it's smuggy. I know that you'd agree, they're quite a sight to see. The farm is muggy. Mountain range is quite a sight to see, but it's all for naught once you spot the peaks of Titsmuggy, Our wondrous look makers, she's famous for her breasts She's endowed and so proud she wears them on her chest Titsmuggy, Titsmuggy, it's her we've come to see It would be empty without the farm at Titsmuggy, Titsmuggy, Titsmuggie, I know that you'd agree They're quite a sight to see, the farm is Tits- Maggie. The parish ladies loathe her, they're jealous to the bone But God's gift of her midriff is no fault of her own I see only one thing for church hope to gripe about Cause round eleven it turns to heaven, that's when she takes them out It's Maggie, it's Maggie, it's her we've come to see it would be empty without the farm it's muggy, it's smuggy, it's smuggy. I know that you'd agree, They're quite a sight to see. The barn is tits muggy. Yeah! Thank
5: you! Oh, a dog! Hi, puppy! Nice puppy!
1: Oh no! Don't run, it'll only make things worse. What? Remember, you never want to approach a stray dog, especially one that's foaming at the mouth. Get away from the animal as quickly as you can and tell a grown up. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Well, Joe! I think we're going to cut you loose then, uh, Josh, unless you had anything else.
3: Nope, I'm good. I got to get this kid in bed. We're going to go watch some Fraggle Rock. Oh, nice. Is
1: it the new one? Is it the new one?
3: No, no, no. It's uh, his birthday is tomorrow, and for his birthday, I got him the full series of Fraggle Rock since it wasn't streaming nice. anywhere. Wow. He's
5: going to up upright, bro.
1: No yep. shit. <laughs> what a lucky boy. All right. Well, yeah. you guys have fun, man.
3: Yep. Hey. Hey. You want to say hi to them?
2: Hi.
1: Hey. Happy hey buddy. birthday, buddy.
2: Thanks.
1: Enjoy that Fraggle Rock, boy! Are you in for a treat?
3: Yep, we're gonna watch it. You ready? I don't even know what that is. You know what it is? Oh, Oh, you're gonna learn.
1: You're gonna gonna love it. You're gonna love it, son.
2: This has been a canned air production.
0: History is complicated. The story of human progress is long